We are going to pray. Yes, we want to keep on praying. We want to keep on praying. The, the disciples, they saw Jesus do miracles, amazing things. And when they had one request, unanimously, the disciples, they, they, they saw Jesus Christ do marvelous things. Who are these disciples? These are the people who are supposed to help Jesus do the ministry. And as such, we are as what? Co-power. Amen. And Papa was teaching today. He says that fellowship also means participation. 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 That's how we participate. And the 12 disciples, as we are like them, co-power. An extended co-power. How we, we carry the gospel forward. How we support the mandate. And they saw Jesus do mighty works. Some of them saw even Moses and Elijah. They saw healings and power. They came to Jesus. Why couldn't we do this? Then he said, it went not by, but by fasting and prayer. When the unanim a unanimous consensus, 12 men came together. They had a request to ask of Jesus. And they said, teach us to pray. Teach us to pray. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. We want to pray. I want to say that, Lord, may I be useful in your hands today, even in this Kopal meeting. Amen. We want to lift up our voices in prayer. We want to, you see, when we pray, we don't even know what God is doing, but we must pray. Amen. So we just want to lift up prayer. Can some can we lift up prayer? And I'm saying that Lord, may, may I be useful? May I be useful in today's meeting? Lift up your voice, May we have the help of angels, oh Holy Spirit of God, as we pray, Mazayata, we create an atmosphere, even for training, do not get tired praying. Let's elevate the matter and connect me kadeba. Ebranda gazata. If it helps close your eyes, the masala vaza. So I don't be distracted. Let's elevate the abanda yata. Masata vaza. Ebranda lavaza. Let's elevate the matter. Abanda yata. 
Mazata Payata, the Pandiata, Macatapa, Mazata Valaba, Mazata Valabada, Randa Batata, the Pandiata, Mazena Mateata, a Pandiata, Mazan Dalaba, Mazendalaba, Mazena Metalevede, the Pandiata, the Pandiata, Macatapa, Mazataba, the Pandiata, a Pandia Zenemata, Rada Bashata, Ragada Baza, the Randa Baza, a Pandelemeda, the Pandelevada. Begin to thank the Holy Spirit for his investment in us. Begin to thank the Lord for his involvement in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus, we give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. Jesus, blessed and mighty name. Now put Revelation chapter 19 verse 9 on the board for me before we take our seats. Revelation chapter 19 and I believe verse number 9 though, before we take our seat. And he said unto me, can we all read it? And he, Can you see it? And he said unto me, write, blessed are they which are called unto the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said unto me, these are the true sayings of God. Now, anytime you have fellowship with the Lord, you are blessed. Amen. You see, he said, blessed or blessed are they that have been called unto the marriage supper of the Lord. Any opportunity you have to fellowship with the word is an opportunity to fellowship with the marriage supper of the lamb and bible say that it makes us blessed sometimes people think that oh i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired i'm tired what they miss out is a blessedness of the feast of marriage here on the earth before we enjoy it in heaven can you lift up your hand and say lord i consider this a privilege to share fellowship in your word through intimacy thank you i am grateful now put your hands together and take your seat in heavenly places please listen and listen very well you know some of us have been trained from the background i keep on saying it now how were we trained from the background through some of these things that i do with you i don't like the quantity of copa members that i see today no i'm not happy every leader let me see your hand up Every leader of any department, I want you to reach out to your people right now. Where are they? Protocol. Protocol. Where is the head of protocol? 
Please call the head of protocol. He should be here. Before I come in, everybody who is supposed to be here must be here. This is called discipline. And we need to be disciplined. We can't be leaders. God can't trust you if you can't be disciplined. I need the heads of every department. If you have a reason to stay out, I must know. If I don't know it, it means that there is no reason. You see, choristers, where are, okay, your leaders, you are here. And then what about, okay, protocol, they are going to, protocol, please come. Every leader must be here before I even show up. Otherwise, it is not discipline. It doesn't show discipline. Okay, for the finance team, I know they are there and then they are wrapping up. Are they, tell them to come in. You see, it is not, it is not discipline at all that the leader will be in before you are in. That's why sometimes I take time so that people will settle, so that I come in and then we begin to flow. If you are a leader, the truth may be hard, but it will heal. Yeah. If uh, uh, I heard um, evangelist Daniel Chan saying something which really blessed me. He said, we can't be the salt of the world if we sugarcoat the word. So sometimes as leaders, we need to hear the word as raw as it is. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Davidic dancers, where are they? I know Marida is working today, right? But where are the rest of your people? Sanctuary keepers, where is the head? Not around. You are here. Okay, good. Where They are coming. Doing what? Wrapping up. Okay. Um, Pastor Solomon, where are the rest of your people? Um, uh, LPR Bigel, where are your, your people? They are coming. Amen. Media. Okay, LP, where are your people? They are coming. Instrumentalist. I can see one and a half people. Two. All, all of you are here. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Children. Children's teachers. They are coming. Amen. Yeah. Usually when we have co-power sessions, it's like the whole place is full, you know. KCF. KCF. Where is LP, 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 Shayna? She's with the baby. She's coming. Okay. Okay, breastfeeding the baby. But where are the rest of the members? And what other departments? What are the other departments? Docker's team. Docker's team. Where is the head? Yeah, where are your people? They are here. Or they are coming. They are here. Okay. Please text your people. Let them come. These things that we are doing, eh? There are many things. What I'm going to talk today about is two in one. I'm going to talk to you about the, the kind of people that must be in your life and the kind of people that you will see in the ministry. You see, people are our greatest asset in life. However, people are our greatest problems in life. So you must be able to know the kinds of people that will come your way. I, I wish some of these things, people, everybody will be here. You see? I wish some of these things, everybody will be here. You know? And um, how many of you heard the testimony I shared on Friday about this? You were here when they sent me a text, and then they said that they are doing... And this is the first... Listen, before, before, eh, they were not doing it as a book like this. They would do it as an email. It was an e-copy. And then they would send it to pastors. In fact, before God, I've never read my own before. I won't lie. Because <laughs> sometimes I open it and it is so long, long, long. And I say, what email is this? Sometimes, I, it, 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 even most of the times it comes to my spam. 
So I think they knew it. So they said, now we want to do a hard copy in ministry. Um, how do we call this? Magazine. And then we want to send it to the addresses of every pastor in Assemblies of God. Now, in Assemblies of God in Tennessee, we have over 230 churches. We have over 480 pastors. Some of them have been pastors. When they come here, you hear how many years that they have been pastors. Sometimes it intimidates me, but I refuse to be intimidated. They can tell you the number of years they have been pastors. You know that your mother and your father had not even met. Hallelujah. When they said that, I started pastoring for 50 years. You, where were you? Your father and your mother had not even met. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, what am I trying to say? So, I was there and then they texted me and they said, we are now starting to do the in-ministry magazine. We are transforming it from the e-copy into the tangible copy. And we will mail a copy to all the over 480 pastors of Assemblies of God. And we want you to write an article an article about a healthy church how to maintain how to grow and maintain a healthy church i was very surprised when the invitation came and i said okay and i didn't even know from where to start or what to write so i took a long time to pray and then my wife will ask me he said have you started i said no i need a green light from the lord because i know i want to know exactly what to write and then they also said something. They said, you have to add pictures to it. And so that was what even confused me. Because if I'm having Copal session, I needed to talk about Copal. I needed to talk about everything that we do in Holy Hill Chapel. I need to send pictures and all that. How was I going to get? I didn't have many of the pictures. So what I decided to do was to spend some time in fellowship with the Holy Spirit to find out what he would. And then the Holy Spirit started talking to me. He said, write about these principles. So he gave me about eight or ten principles. And then I wrote them all. And then I found some of you. I made you do some proofreading and all that. And then compile them. And then I added pictures to it. They gave me, remember, they gave me a, dead, a deadline. The deadline passed one week. I was still not done. And they were not getting back to me. So I was like, maybe they don't need it after all. So let me just forget it. Now... Ten days into it, I received a, an urgent mail. Pastor Nikki, we are waiting for your article. It is so very urgent. We need it. I said, wow. And then, now, but I had done to a very point, and then it was just left with the pictures. So I just added it, and I sent it. Ladies and gentlemen, it, they gave us ten pages out of 69 pages. And ours was, and then the letter that came on is that, Amongst all the articles that were written, ours was one of them. In fact, they didn't just want to say that yours was their favorite, but that is true anyway. That is what the, the guy told me. But when they were writing a letter, because they know that you know, a letter can be read by many people, they needed to be politically correct. So they said, yours was um, one of their favorites. You see? And so why am I sharing this with you? I want you to know that you are not wasting your time. And I want you to know that you are not investing your time ignorantly. Amen. You know, David was trained in the backyard. That is what we always say. He never had any conventional warfare. How was he trained? It was like through meetings like this. So what you are doing here is what is prepared. God cannot trust you with any meaningful thing if you have not been trained. And some of these trainings are better than even the, this thing, the... Um, 
conventional trainings that we attend. Praise the name of Jesus. That is why we started with the, the, the scripture on the board. So that you know that it is a blessing. So I want to encourage you. Anytime we have extended copal, don't, don't let it be like a burden. Ah, today is the last Sunday. Eish, extended copal. My gosh. Today I have to fall sick by hook or crook. No, don't do that. You, will miss, you may miss a certain blessing. Amen. I want, you to come, I want you to come to a place where even if you were not around and you know that it is extended Cooper, you run and come in. Praise the name of Jesus. This is, what, this is actually what will make you relevant in the eyes of God. You know, when I meet the various groups, I tell them that it is not your performance or your result that impresses God. Nobody can impress God with a result. But we can impress God. How do we impress God? With our preparation. You can never impress God with your results. God with your results? No. Or with your performance. Bible says that it is he that gives us the grace. It, Bible says to do and to will of his good pleasure. So how can you impress me? If I give um, Zoe, let's say if I give Zoe $100, and then she comes, Daddy, I have money, I have money. I will not be impressed. I gave it to you. There is more from where that one came from. But then, what she does with what I've given her is what, wow. You did this with this? Oh my goodness, I'll give you more. So it is our preparation that impresses God. And what you are here to do for the next few minutes is our preparation that impresses God. Praise the name of Jesus. So the book will go around. It started with a picture of me, Elder Marshall, and then Kojo Adadi Van Dyke. Hallelujah. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then it had so many whatever, so many pictures, and then, hallelujah, so many pictures, so many, many, many pictures, and so I think you'll be in. But one thing that he told me is that if we need more contributions, can we call on you? I said, call, call, call quick. We will write and then we will now present more pictures. Praise the name of Jesus. So in case you don't see your picture, don't be offended hallelujah don't be offended at all i beg you hallelujah you may see somebody's mouth open don't talk hallelujah because they actually went on our facebook page and then picked up some pictures from there and so it was not with our discretion they just picked pictures that they wanted from there okay so please i promise you uh -huh. hallelujah all right now, can, we, can I talk to you? The first section, which is 25 minutes, I'm talking to you about if not for the people. That is the title. I'm talking to you about two things. The first one is if not for the people. And the second one is, LP Agnes, are you writing? Or you are recording? Which one? You are recording. But I want you to write, because the recording you may not listen to it. I'm telling you the truth. <laughs> You'll be surprised that many recordings you have never listened to it before. Am I speaking the truth? But when you write it, you can read it. Amen. So write. And sometimes when you are recording, you will sleep. You'll be surprised that you are recording and then you tell yourself that, well, I'm recording, I'll listen. But when you are writing, you can't sleep. Many times, people who sleep during sermons are people who don't write notes. But when you are writing notes, you can't sleep. It's all part of the teaching. Please keep that in the recording. Because copal, we don't edit many things. 
Now, if not for the people, and then the second part, I will talk about how to endure. The, the first part, if not for the people, please understand. So I'll be giving you a few points here and there. Now, please understand that people are our greatest asset in every area of life. Human beings are your most precious resources. If you don't understand this, you will never go far. As a pastor, as a leader, you must understand and value the resources that God brings your way. And the number one resources is people, human beings. However, Lillian, also understand that people will also be your greatest problems. The same thing that must be your asset will be the same thing that the enemy will use to be your greatest problems. And Please understand that as a leader, you are not supposed to take people to where they want to go. You are supposed to take them to where they need to be. Am I talking to somebody? As a pastor, I, don't, I am not taking you to where you want to go. My duty and my mandate as your man of God is to take you to where you need to be, not where you want to go. So you read in the book of Exodus chapter twenty chapter 23 and verse number 20 and he said that my angel will be with you and he will take you my i will send my angel before you to keep you in the way there is a way and there is a place that has been prepared my duty your duty as a leader your duty as a worker in the church is to make sure that you drive the assignment to where it must be not where others want it to go everybody will want to go somewhere but it is not everywhere that they want to go that will be a blessing to them I will say that there is a way that seemed good unto man. But the end is what? Death and destruction. So we are not supposed to be going or we are not supposed to lead the people. It's very important. When you miss this very fundamental truth, you will now be doing things that will please the people instead of things that will bless the people. Many people do things to please people, not to bless them. So they will be pleased and they will be destroyed. But if you do things to bless them, they may not be pleased, but they will be elevated. Somebody understanding me? Now, so I want to use the case of King David as a case study. And I want to show you eight kind of people that will be around you. The Lord sets a, a, a company with you. These kind of eight people will be there. Jesus' ministry, these kind of eight people will be there. You enter into a new institution, there will be these eight kind of people. I'm going to show you this kind of, these eight people and how to manage yourself with them. In order to, in order to fulfill the assignment, please listen to me. In order to fulfill the agenda and the assignment, I won't preach this on a Sunday message. When people have come and then they have come a political Sunday, they say, now that I'm going to talk about the eight people, before somebody will say that uh, the man of God was talking about my wife. They'll go and never come again. No, but I'll talk to my leaders. Please, are you understanding me? Hello? If you are not saying hi, it's like you are trying to say that you are becoming a suspect. You are trying to say that you talk too much, please. Hello? Hello? Emanuela, hello? <laughs> I think I have to watch your lips and see who those who are not saying. Hallelujah. I wanted to ask where is Bishop Prince? And I lifted up my eyes and I saw you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the first group of people who will be around you, who you will see, 
will be the prophet Samuel's. Prophet Samuel. David had a prophet Samuel. Prophet Samuel. What does a prophet Samuel say? What does the group that are considered prophet Samuel say? They say that I choose to see what God sees in you. Every prophet Samuel around you, you see, will always choose to see what God sees in you instead of what human beings see in you. There are people around you, they will see as human beings see. But there are people around you. You must identify all these eight kind of people and then you know how to deal with them in wisdom in order to navigate. Why am I giving you all these? Bible says in the book of Matthew chapter 10. And then verse number, I think 16, right? Look at Matthew chapter 10, I believe. And then, uh, let me see. Is it verse? Yeah, verse number 16. He said, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as the doves. So, in order to, for us to be wise. Now, Bible said that David, when you read the book of 1 Samuel chapter 18, for four different times, Bible said that, and David behaved himself wisely. Listen, without wisdom, the agenda of God will be aborted. Without wisdom, your marriage will fail. Your marriage is not beautiful because of your mascara or your pony or your standing breast. You don't like it, Ms. Cooper. Let me be very uh, true with you. Because at a point, they will not be standing again. So, it is not those things. What makes your marriage, it's not your mustache or your beard. It's not your sex pack. At a point in time, the, the packs will sag. What will make that marriage work is wisdom. What will make that business work? Ladies and gentlemen, it's not because you are very eloquent or you are very smart. You are very intelligent. At a point in time, intelligence will fail. What will make it work is wisdom. Praise the name of Jesus. You receive an appointment letter to be in a certain company. What will let you rise up to the top is wisdom. Hard work does not let people rise to the top. There are people who work hard and still they stay down hard. But wisdom, tell somebody wisdom. That is why Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing. You see? So how would you be able to walk in wisdom with the mandate and the assignment that God has given you as a leader or as a wife or as a husband, as even a child in, the, in, in a certain home that is chaotic and troubled? How do you navigate yourself out in order to get blessings instead of getting a curse? Know these eight people and know how to deal with them. The first one is the prophet Samuel. They are those who see in you what God sees and not what man sees. Great leaders don't just look at face value. They look at true value. There is a face value and there is a true value. The true value is how God sees you. As for face value, the, uh, 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 when God says that, he said that, um, when Bible says the Lord declares the end from the beginning, it means that when God sees you, Kojo, the Lord doesn't see you today. The Lord sees you in five years where he's taking you. So God will be addressing you based on where he's taking you. Human beings will be addressing you based on where you are. Please, are you getting me? So the prophets are more, they are those that are around you who see you in the lens of where God is taking you, not in the lens of where you are. When you see such people, hold them dear to you. Amen. 
you always have all the people you need you see you only the only way listen whatever the lord want to do with you the people that he's going to do with you are around you and they will come around your ability to see so if you are a great leader don't look at people from face value today they may come they may not look like but they are hallelujah you know the the, the mighty men of david right they are one group i will get there when they came they didn't look like but they were i had a certain encounter years back and i always tell you where i saw you know i was going to use the restroom when i got there very dirty i have never seen such a messed up restroom and just about when i was going in i saw people it's like people who enter they come out people who enter they come out when i went i said i now understand why people are coming out i was going out the lord said and i heard a voice and he said if you can clean it you can keep it i said hey so i said okay how am i going to clean this mess i went in there and then the moment i attempted to clean i saw people now bringing water people bringing soap people bringing this and before i could say jack the whole place had been cleaned and it was the most beautiful restroom i had ever seen when i came out of the encounter the lord said if only you can see the good in people so the prophet samuel's around you will see the good in you number two be the prophet samuel to see good in other people that is what i'm ending over there with you become a prophet somewhere by seeing good in people. Stop looking at people from their today. Look at people from where God is taking them tomorrow. Because there will be a blessing to you tomorrow if only you saw it today. Praise the name of Jesus. Number two, what is the second group of people? Can I go on? The second group of people around David were David's brothers. What do David's brothers say or what do they do? What they say is that who do you think you are? Uh, that is the, the, the statement in the mouth of David's brothers. There are people around you who always say, who, who does he think he is? Who does she think she is? Who, who, who are you at all? Amen. They are the David's brothers. Bishop Prince, are you here? In your journey to where God wants you to go, there will always be, Amy, there will always be the David's brothers around you. Who will be questioning you first? The first one did I give you a scripture? First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse six to verse verse six to seven. First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse six to seven. The, 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 and it came to pass when they were come. When they were come on earlier before. Okay, surely this is Samuel speaking. Surely this is the Lord's anointed before me. You see, and verse number seven. Look at that. Verse number seven. But the Lord said unto him. I have refused him, blah, blah, blah. So Samuel was the one that saw what Samuel says is that I choose to see. Now he was seeing from the point of view of a man until God spoke to him. And then now number two, David's brothers. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 22 to 23 and verse 28. Just write that scripture. First Samuel chapter 17, 22 to 23 and verse 20. One day you stand somewhere and you say that, ah, I thank God for that man. Pastor Nikki, that man after service will still catch us and he will teach us and we'll be sleeping. He won't stop. Hey, he will talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. One day, mark it. Amen. You'll be surprised. And one day, it may not be in ministry, it may be in a business where you are a big CEO and then you remember some of these things. 
and you remember a prophet Samuel who is in your company, then you say, ah, this was what the man was talking about. First Samuel chapter 17, 22 to 23, and then verse 28 as well. He said, and David left his carriage, ran into the army, and came to salute his brethren. Many times, the brethren that you are coming to salute, they are the person that will be questioning you. Who do you think you are? Oh, I didn't come with anger. But who do you think you are? And as he talked, behold, they came up a distant champion, whatever, spoke according to the same words. For the sake of those that are hearing through the podcast, let me fully read it. You, you can see, but I'll read it. He said, and as he talked with them, behold, they came up the champion, the Philistine of God, Goliath by name, out of the armies of the Philistines, and spoke according to the same words. And David heard it. Verse 28, David heard it. He had come to bring them blessing. But look at what he said. His eldest brother, Eliab, Already he was angry because David had me anointed. Said unto him, Why did you come here? And with whom did you leave those few sheep? I know your pride, your naughtiness of heart. For you have come down here to see the battle. Who do you think you are? Who are you? When did you start? There will be people that will question you. Do you think that you are the only person? We can also have other this and other that. They are David's brothers. You will see them in your company. You will see them around. Do you know how to deal with them? The next verse. How do you deal with David's brothers? Verse 29. And David said, Is there not a cause? Verse 30. Verse 30. And he turned from them. It means that don't concentrate on them. They will be there, but don't concentrate on them. Do not concentrate on them. Because they will be part of the distraction. Are you understanding what I'm saying, Freda? Don't concentrate on the Davis brothers. Hopefully you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Just focus on the main duty. Number three. Who are the third group of people? Actually, the Davis brothers, one thing that I also wrote here as I was doing the notes is that they will always want to talk you down to their level. The reason why they say that is because they want to condescend you to their level. You know, they want you to feel nothing. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. But always know that you are very valuable. Amen. Number three. Number, is it number three? Number three. What was the third people that was in David's life? King Saul. The King Saul's. Who are the King Saul's? They are those that will feel threatened by you. Am I talking to you at all? There are people that will be threatened by you. I don't like this man. I don't like this woman. Has he done anything? No. I think he's better than me. That was the problem of Haman. Haman was traumatized by Mordecai. Not just because Mordecai will not bow. But he was like, how come this, this guy is not bowing? No, no, no. I'm not comfortable. Even, listen, oh, <laughs> glory. The, the king promoted Haman. Promoted him above everybody. He said, as long as I see Mordecai, I am not happy. As long as I see Mordecai, I'm not happy. Now, King David, the king Saul's are those, even though they have everything, they are still threatened by what you have. They know that they have something. King Saul knew that he had the throne, but he was threatened by David. Great leaders, listen, brothers and sisters, and I wrote something here. I said, great leaders show honor 
even to those who do not deserve it. Yeah. Great honor. When you are, if, if, you are, if you are a leader and you see a console around you, don't be threatened by them. At all. Praise the name of Jesus. And, uh, and you see, one of the things that you need to do in dealing with console is behave yourself wisely. Yeah. Behave yourself wisely. How do you behave yourself wisely? Here you are in the midst of somebody or people at the company. They just don't like you. They are threatened by your... Po- one of, one recently, one of my sons was talking to me about a certain man in the company who is even his boss, but he was threatened by him. You can be in a company, your boss is threatened by you. He is your boss, she is your boss, by threatened by you. That is a kinsaw right there. Do you know what you must do? Behave yourself wisely. How do you behave yourself wisely? Open your eyes to see the opportunities that God will give you and take it. That is how we deal with the consoles. Open your eyes and take the opportunities that God will bring you. Praise the name of Jesus. Number four, the Jonathans. If you are a leader, you will surely have Jonathans in your life. What does the Jonathans say? They will say that I am in for you and with you. Yeah. God will always bring people around who will tell you. Not the people that will say that will take a bullet for you and run away from you. When you've not even offered. There are people that have told, ask my wife if I'm not telling you the truth. That Papa, we will take bullet for you. Ask her if I'm lying. And they didn't say it in private, private, in public. If I must chest out bullet for you, I'll chest out bullet for you. And they did this. And I felt so, oh, oh. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but I'm talking about people who, like the Peters, who will lay down their life for you. And they mean it. Praise the name of Jesus. You see, God will bring people like that around you. Yeah. There are people who genuinely, it doesn't matter what happens, they will be there for you. I pray that the Lord will make you like that for me. And I pray that the Lord will make me like that for you. And I pray that the Lord will surround you with people like that. Listen, the mandate, it doesn't matter what God gives you, business or whatever. There must be people that will stay like that for you. The Jonathans. Jonathan knew that the presence of David was a threat to his occupancy of the seat. But he said, listen, if I must lay down my life... Jonathan went and told the father that David has gone to see his family members when Jonathan was in the field to protect his life. The Lord bring you Jonathans. You, you, you don't raise your hand and say I receive it. Until you find yourself in trouble. There is no Jonathan around. Hallelujah. Jonathans will speak for you when you are not there to speak for yourself. Yeah. Everybody needs a Jonathan. Yeah. They know that without David, there is a sailing through to that place. But they still know that, listen, even though I know that when she's not there, I am next. They are still happy for you. They will lay down their lives for you. Hallelujah. And do you know what will happen to Jonathans? Their seed will never be forgotten. 
Yeah. There was a guy called Mephibosheth. Mephibosheth was the son of Jonathan. When, because, you know, because of Saul's iniquity, there was a group that came for revenge. And all that they needed was that David should give him, David should give them access to destroy the seed of, of Saul. So, David went to pray. The Lord said, grant them their request. Otherwise, this plague will not stop. So, David granted them. The, they killed everybody. It was left with Mephibosheth. One day, David was there. He said, is there any of the seed of Jonathan, not even of Saul, that I may show mercy to? A Jonathan's name does nev- is never wipes out. I pray that as you become a Jonathan to the mandate, may your name never be wiped out. Amen. Hallelujah. You see, we attract Jonathan's I wrote something here. We, I said, great leaders know their calling is better than their ambition. If you want to become a Jonathan, know that your calling is better than your ambition. Don't let ambition replace the call of God in your life. There are two things. Ambition will lead to destruction. See? No matter what, I need to arrive. So you arrive either by destroying or by not destroying, or whatever decision. But when you become a Jonathan, the Lord will lift you there. And when you are there, the Lord will preserve you. Number six. Number one. Hey. Number five. Okay. Number five. David's mighty men. Now, who are David's mighty men and what, mighty men and what do they say? We will go to battle with you all the time. Your fight is our fight. And number two, the mighty men of David always remember what David did for them. Always, always. And they will always hype it more than whatever is happening. Everybody needs the mighty men of David in their lives. Second Samuel 24. When you read from verse number one, these are the mighty men of David. I believe, oh, the anger. No, there's a, a verse, I think verse eight or somewhere like that. He said, these are the mighty men of David. Find that scripture for me. These are the mighty men of David. Uh, maybe Second Samuel chapter 22. Because First Samuel chapter 22 talks about the people that joined David who were um wasted men and wasted women and they remember from where david called them listen don't forget how the lord through somebody elevated you second samuel 23 verse verse 8 second samuel 23 verse 8 for a verse 8 verse 8 chapter 23 second samuel 23 and then verse number 8 these be the names of the mighty men of david now, how do they become mighty men? In chapter, in First Samuel chapter 22, look at them, verse 1. How did they become mighty men of David? David therefore departed thence and escaped to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren and all his father's house heard it, they went down thither to him. They went down thither to him. Look at the next verse. They went down. They went down to him. And everyone that was in distress, yay, everyone that was in debt, everyone that was discontented this word discontented eh? when you read in other versions you talk about people that were beaten by their wives yeah 
gathered themselves together unto him. Hallelujah. Gathered themselves unto him. Look at that. And he became a captain over them. And there were with him about 400 men. Jump with me to 2 Samuel chapter 23 verse 8. These are the mighty men of David. When they came, they were waste. You see, the might, yes, they were waste. They were like vegetables and tomatoes. You couldn't do anything with them. You see, and David trained them. Bible says he became a captain of them. Now, let us read a little about them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bible said that the, uh, 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 these are the mighty men. The, the Tachmonite that sat in the seat, chief amongst the captains. The same was Adino or Adino, the Esnite. He lifted up his spear against 800. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whom he slew at one time. Are you reading with me? Because you are ready, are you sleeping? Then watch it. Because your, your hand is deceiving me. Watch it. And after him, please watch it. And after him was Eliezer. After him was a, You didn't work last night. Elder worked last night. He's not sleeping. She worked last night. She's not sleeping. So please don't sleep in Jesus' name. Huh? Ah, we will look at that working later because he was with his wife. After him, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite. Is somebody watching with me? The Ahohite. Somebody say Ahohite. <laughs> One of the three mighty men with David. When they de- look at that, when they defy the Philistines. Now, I'll tell you something here. When they defined the Philistines that were there, that were there gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. One day, David said, Ah, you know, it's like um, I'm here and I say that I miss the water of Ghana. I'm giving you an example. But let us say that there is a war that has broken up between America and Ghana. So nobody can go to Ghana. Now, these three mighty men, they said, David, you want water from Ghana? He said, Yes. They defied the war, went to Ghana, brought him water. When he brought, when they brought the water, they said he didn't even know that they were gone. He only had the desire. He said, "Ah," and he was saying it by saying that, "Ah, I wish God would give us the victory, so that we will go back to where the Lord blessed us, so that we will enjoy the blessings that the Lord has given us." You know, like somebody saying something like that. The moment they heard that this is the desire of David, they said. That, that is what the man wants. Why don't we get it for him? They left everybody, three of them, and they defied the war, and they defied all the obstacles. They went, they, br- they brought the water to him. When they brought it, they said, sir, we brought you water from Ghana. He said, really? He took it, and then he poured it down as a burnt offering unto the Lord. And the battle ceased. Yeah. It's a good time. First lady, give a clap and let us join you. He said, when the battle was gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away, they stood and they defended what the man wanted. Look at the next verse. He arose, he smote the Philistines until he was very weary. Now, when you keep reading, there was one of them. Give me verse number 11 and let me see something. Uh, There's one of them. Uh Uh-huh. Now, give me verse number 12. When you go, please, I want you to read 2 Samuel chapter 23. There was one of them. He said, the Bible said that if you remove your hand like this, with a distance of 200 meters, with a sling, you remove the tip of your finger. 
very accurate and sharp in dealing with in dealing with evil and the enemy very accurate and bible said that they were the mighty men of david but how did they become the mighty men through trainings like this i see you becoming a millionaire yeah see that i don't believe it so you are not even saying you've seen it i see you becoming a mighty warrior in the spirit hallelujah so i've said the two sides right money and then spirit so that those who don't like money will take the spirit one (laughs) hallelujah now (laughs) number six right the next group of people around david are the michaels or the michaels m-i-c-h-a-l who are the michaels they are the ones that say i want to control you Every leader will have the Mekals around them. Sek- Mekal, yes, yeah, 2 Samuel chapter 6. When you read verse 16 to 23, David had done what the Lord wanted him to do. Mekal came home, Mekal said, What nonsense was that? Come and sit down, let me preach to you. And tell you that. David said, Ah, what have I done? He said, Look at the way you are parading yourself. Parading yourself as, as though you are you don't have any title. What do you mean? Don't you know that whatever you do affects me? We are in Holy Hill Chapel. Don't you know everything that you do affects me? Members at Holy Hill Chapel, whatever, whatever, whatever. That is the Mekals. Praise the name of Jesus. Thank God that my wife is not a Mekal. But every leader, I'm telling you, there will be people around you that will behave as Mekals. It doesn't matter what decision you take. They have all, all, all other decisions. We should have done it this way. And especially if it doesn't go the way you, you said we should go. Then they will say that, ah, huh, we said it. The place is hot, eh? I know the place is hot, but I didn't want to sound weird. Because they will... <laughs> uh-huh, you see? Hallelujah. Is it cold? <laughs> I don't want to categorize you amongst the men of David. <laughs> so I'll continue with Mikal. <laughs> when you become a Mikal, please listen. The danger of being the Mikal in the organization is that you'll be barren. You'll not be productive. Everything around you will cease to produce. Mekal was the only person that was barren from Genesis to Revelation. If you like, show me anybody else. That, except they said that they didn't want it. Otherwise, every other person in the Bible became productive. The only person, script you can search, was Mekal. Because she decided to control the move of God. Be careful you don't become a Mekal. And I pray that God will not put Mekals around you. But we may not know. Because Jesus had a Mekal. Who was the Mekal of Jesus? Judas. God bless you, first lady. Judas was the Mekal. The, the, the woman with the alabaster box came broke the box. in front. He said, ah, why are they wasting all this money on, on only one person? If he's the senior pastor, does it mean that we should waste all the money on him or whatever? Ah, my friend, stop all these kind of things. That is subtly controlling the move. 
Somebody understanding me? And why do we always say that, oh, let's appreciate God for the gift of Papa? Well, why do we all say all these kind of things? Ah. When we agree that we, uh, God, we celebrate you, it should be enough. That is a Mekau spirit. It doesn't like projecting the leader. A Mekau spirit is always angry. You know, when it's like, oh, let, you know, let's honor our father. Let's honor that. It, it is a Mekau spirit. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, I wrote something here. I said that avoid manipulation and control. Great, leader, great leaders have clarity of calling and clarity of conscience. Number seven. Is it number seven? Huh? Number seven. Number seven. You got, you got all. Number... Oh, oh, they, they have clarity of calling and clarity of conscience. Yeah. You may not understand what is happening, but they might have heard from God. It's so everything that they hear from God that they might tell you. Praise the name of Jesus. So the choir will come. Sometimes you have rehearsed. Now, let me give you a special scenario. Sometimes you have rehearsed. And then you know that, um, let's say, Mofi is going to lead... Um, you are Alpha and the Omega. We worship you, our God. You are worthy to be praised. And she has taken time. Because probably it's her first time leading. She has taken time. Prepared with her husband. That even, now watch this. Oh, I'm telling you. Day three days of praise and fasting. On that. That night before, I shot a text message to LP Jemima and LP uh, Benedicta. That tomorrow I want you to sing... Uh, we raise a sound. We raise a sound. We came the following morning. You, you are on fire to sing. <laughs> you are Alpha and the Omega. And then they said that, no, we won't sing that. Hell has broken loose. Hell has broken loose. Praise the name of Jesus. Understand, please listen. If you understand what I'm talking about, you will know that the leader has clarity of direction and conscience concerning the calling. They are not missing it. And our ability to follow will always bring us to the place of success. Praise the name of Jesus. That is what? Point what? Six. Now, point seven is the Absaloms. David had an Absalom. Usually, Absaloms are very close and connected. And they are the ones that will say that, do you know the language of an Absalom? I think I can do it better than him or her. Can I say something? Common sense goes out of the window when the spirit of Absalom invades a person. Common sense goes out of the window when the spirit of Absalom jumps on a person. There is a book that I'll recommend for you to read when you get the, the, the time. It is called A Tale of Three Kings. Yeah, it talks about you will be blessed by it. A Tale of Three Kings. Uh, 
Oh, I've forgotten the, the altar. I'll, I'll get it for you. I, I have it. I'll get it for you. You know, common sense goes out of the window when the spirit of Absalom gets into a person. Now, please listen and listen very well. When you have Absaloms around you, what must you do? Respond, don't react. I'll explain. Yeah. Kojo, you are recording. <laughs> Kojo, I'm not on your case, okay? <laughs> Please listen very well. Dealing with Absaloms, respond, don't react. What is the difference? What is reacting? Reacting is an instinctive emotional response to a situation. When you respond without thinking, you are reacting. When you see Absaloms around you, respond. Now usually, when you are reacting, it is impulsive. And it can be influenced by past experiences or fear. You know, don't never react to an Absalom. Somebody that thinks that they are wiser, better than you. Don't react. When you react, reacting is like going shopping, going grocery shopping when you are hungry. You will buy cat food before you get home and realize I don't have cat. <laughs> You'll be surprised. You are so hungry. One day I went shopping for groceries. I was very hungry. Honestly, I bought many fruits. When I brought home, my wife said, which one is this? I didn't even know what fruit I had bought. I said, I wanted us to try it. I was lying out of hunger. Hunger. When I saw it, I said, this one, that one, that one, that one. I got it. I even bought uh, this thing, pot pie. It is still in the freezer. You, you remember, I bought many things. Now, I started thinking that when I get home, I can eat a little of this. I can eat a little of that. That is what reacting does. You buy things without thinking. And then later on, you realize that you don't need it. You take actions and then later on, please listen. This is very important to me. Never react, always respond. People have reacted and regretted. I wish I could turn back the time of life. That is, God bless you. Thank you that I have witnesses here. When you react, you always regret. But it will be too late. But when you respond, you apply wisdom to remedy the situation. Hallelujah. Say, Lord, help me to always respond and not to react. Do you know the difference now? Yeah. And then the final group of people around David are the Nathans. The Nathans. The Nathans. Great leaders don't surround themselves with just everybody. They surround themselves with Nathans. What do the Nathans do? The Nathans are those that are around the leader to be able to caution the leader from the blind spot. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh. And they do it with wisdom. They don't do it through the Mekah process. They do it with wisdom. I think you should open your eye here. Yeah. That's it. Do you understand? Amen. A tale, God bless you. Yes. That is it. Jean Edwards. Yes. A tale of three kings. 
Find it and then read it. And then you come and thank me with a seed. Hallelujah. The Nathans are the people that will say, I love you so much that when I see an issue that is capable of destroying, I will alert you. I will not wait for the situation to destroy you. I will, we usually say that I'm stepping on your toes. Have you heard that statement before? Yeah. And you do it with wisdom. Hallelujah. Hey, come and let me talk to you. And this is when you are talking to your leader. When we talk to you, don't listen. You don't listen. No. First of all, how do we behave as Nathans? You start by praying for your leader. Yeah. You pray for the leader. Lord, what I'm seeing, maybe he's not seeing it. Would you please open his eye to see the blind spot? You'll be surprised that if you have fellowship with the Holy Spirit and you say that, he will see it. Or she will see it. And then, you use the due process. Oh, sir, I think if you can help me talk to the president about this and that and that, because I know you are close to her, I think it will help. And then he may in wisdom navigate it to her. Is somebody understanding me? Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, I wrote something here. Oh, uh, sorry, I have the ninth person. I was supposed to give you the ninth one. Let me add the ninth one to it. I nearly forgot it. Can I add it? Then It was eight. Now, what was... what? Okay, now the ninth one is the Beshebes. Hallelujah. Hello. You know, can you write it? In your head. Amen. The Beshebes. What is the Beshebes or who are the Beshebes? Those that will provide temporary reprieve with lasting consequences. You know reprieve? R-E-P-R-E-V-E. You can search it online. You'll find the meaning. It's like temporary relief with the lasting consequences. Second Samuel chapter 11 verse 1 to 2. Listen. The enemy knows your vulnerable moment to bring you a temporary relief. He said that it came to pass after the year was expired. At the time when kings go forth to battle, David sent Joab. We all know the story, right? And Bible said that, but David stayed behind. David stayed behind. You see? Do you know when Bebeshebes show up, when you are under pressure? Yeah. They bring you new direction. They bring you new solution. They bring you, oh, you can do this. Do you know, leaders become very vulnerable when there is pressure from all angles. It's like you are in the midst. You are at a crossroad. You need to think. You need to hear God and then take a decision. Then this one said, oh, let's do this. This one, this one to say that, let's do this. This one said that, let's go here. This one said that, let's stay here. Now, at that point, in the life of a leader, that is when you are so vulnerable. And if you are not careful, because the voice of a Besheba or the Besheba around you will always try to give you the way out in an easy way. Is somebody understanding me? Yeah. Great leaders must stay alert when there is high pressure. When there is high pressure, don't take decisions. Run away. Run away. Go and hide. 
there is high pressure that you are bombarded with issues trouble here there that 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 every it looks like hell has broken loose don't take decisions there at that time relegate decisions to the background let people handle things get into the closet and then stay and then receive direction from the holy spirit that is how we deal with Bathsheba's. And number two, how do we deal with Bathsheba's? By casting them out. Patience, you understand what I'm saying? Cast them out. That's why I say that there are some people, they have no business being around you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Run into the pressure, trusting God. Don't run away from the pressure. Do you know the story of Jonah? You know the story of Jonah. There is something about it that we never know. But I want to tell you today, as I wrap up here. Now, listen. The story of Jonah is that the, the ship, hmm? the ship always came six. It, it always came six months interval. Now, listen very well. The ship that was going to Tarshish, it came every six months it never came when jonah had not been under pressure it came when jonah was under pressure to give him a leeway out do you understand the ship always came twice in a year if it comes in january the next time it shows up should be in june or july july the beginning of the seventh month but the ship came when job needed an escape route if you're a leader, be careful of the escape route that come quickly and easily and cheaply. It is meant to destroy. Somebody hearing me? Tayo, say, I hear you. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. Uh, can you stand for one minute? If you can. If you are holding a child, you can sit. But if you are not holding a child, stand for one minute. Say, Father. Give me grace for part two. <laughs> stretch, stretch, stretch. Here we are, part two. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want you to take your seat. Hallelujah. Amen. How to endure. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if I don't do it today, I'll do it next week. I need you to endure. How to endure. And those texting me, I won't read it. So stay. How to endure. Let's read this scripture. Second Timothy chapter 2. I'm just giving you three points. Second Timothy chapter 2. And let's read from verse number 2 to 7. The Lord will bless you. I know you are tired and if you get, you run away with the speed of light. <laughs> But that is why the Lord will bless you. Please listen. The responsibility of a tree is to stay planted no matter what happens. 
if it stays planted, no matter what happens, it will bear fruit with time. Amen. You see, I will say it again. It's a very deep statement I'm making. The responsibility of every fruit that will bear is to stay planted. If only it stays planted, it will bear fruit with time. So we read in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2 to 7. And the things that you have heard, look at it all, from me among many witnesses. Commit the same to faithful men who will also be able to teach others. That is why I'm keeping you here. Who will also be able to teach others. So when you move from here, go and download the same thing to your people. Look at that. Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Take note, number one, good soldier, right? Do you see it? I said I'm giving you three points. Number one is good soldier. Do you see it? Number two, go to the next verse. He said, no man that was entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him that choose him to be a soldier. Verse number five. Look at the second thing I'll be, talk, I'll be mentioning. He said, and if a man also strive for masteries, and yet, yet is he not crowned except he strives lawfully. Now he's talking about an athlete over there. Okay, we will, if we read from other versions, he spoke about the word athlete. And then the third one is the husband man, the farmer. He said, the husband man that labors must first be a partaker of the fruit. So, there are three things that the Lord mentioned, which if we put ourselves in their situations, we'll be able to endure. Now, why must we endure? Because of the times in which we are. So, how shall we endure? Number one, endure as a good soldier. Now, do you have the NLT or probably... um, now, let's read the NLT again, the whole scripture from 2, from verse number 2. NLT or the passion. Now, look at that. You have heard me teach many things because I want you to pick those three things I'm talking about. I have heard you, you have heard me teach many things that have been confirmed by many reliable witnesses. Teach these great truths to trustworthy people who are able to pass them also unto others. Now look at verse 3. Endure suffering with me as a good soldier. Somebody say good soldier. Verse 4. And as Christ soldiers, do not let yourself become tied up with the affairs of this life. For then you cannot satisfy the one who has enlisted you into his army. Look at verse number 5. He said, follow the Lord's rules for doing his work. Just as an athlete. You see? So the first... How do we endure? I'm talking about enduring through the lens of these three people. Number one, as a good soldier. Number two, as an athlete. Just as an athlete either follows the rules or is disqualified and wins no prize. And then the third thing that I'll be saying to endure from. Look at verse number six. He said that. The next verse. Verse six. Hardworking farmers. So the first one is we endure through the lens of a good soldier. The second one, we endure through the lens of an athlete. And the third one, we endure through the, the eyes or the lens of a farmer. So, let me give you these three points. So, point number one, how do we endure? Enduring as a good soldier. Now, a good soldier will always stay on the mission field. Without or will, 
will always stay in his mission. A soldier does not war himself or entangle himself with other missions. He knows his mission. You can only endure through the lens of a good soldier by staying on the mission. And the mission is so winning. And pushing the agenda that God has given to the ministry. Without your mission, you can easily be distracted. Also, understand that good soldiers don't fight civilians. Good soldiers do not fight civilians. When you cut off, when what usually causes us to fight civilians is when we are distracted by offenses. What is the mission? The mission is to follow God before leading others. Every leader here, your first mission is to follow God. And then others will follow you. I told you that it's going to be very quick. Number two. How do I endure? Endure through the lens of an athlete. What makes an athlete win is not how skillful they are. It is the application of the rules. What makes an athlete win is the application of the rules. That is why he said that. Can you give me, is it a verse number five or the verse number four? He said that as an athlete, if they do not abide by the rules, they are disqualified. Look at that. Follow the Lord's rules for doing his work. For doing, this is what I talk about acceptable service. He said, for doing his work, just as an athlete either follows the rules or is disqualified and win no prizes. Hallelujah. So you follow the rules so that at the end of the day, you will not be disqualified, but you will endure. So he used these three things number one, a soldier, a good soldier, number two, an athlete, number three, a farmer, to tell us how in those days they used to endure how a good soldier will endure a good soldier will be away from his family yet his mind will not be back there otherwise he will return with his head not upon his neck he will be focused hallelujah praise the name of jesus and then finally don't worry i'm rushing because i have to rush the hard-working farmer the hard-working farmer now the characteristic of the hard-working farmer is that he is patient. He is patient. The results do not even show in the season when you did the hard work. Do you know that? Do you know that when you do hard work, the results don't show in that season of hard work? Yeah. Planting is more hard work than anything. But nobody plants and harvests then. So sometimes, like you are here, and uh, there is hard work your eyes are closing and you may not see what you are planting but very soon one day when you see the blessings of the lord coming left right center some of you come and stand here and you'll be shedding tears and be saying i don't even know what i've done and the lord loves me so much you stayed here whilst we were whilst others were saying that whatever whatever you were here in copal or you don't know that these are the things that god blesses us with praise the name of jesus the lord will bless you I said the Lord will bless you. Brothers and sisters, the Lord will increase you. The Lord will advance you. The Lord will project your seat above every limitation. 
Sometimes when the Lord tells me to teach something, eh, it's not because it is sweet. Oh. Do you think my body is also not tired? I wanted to cut it. The Lord said, say it. Yeah. Sometimes the Lord just keeps us just to train our, our patience. Hallelujah. Amen. Kate, are you with me? Yes. So endure. Praise the name of Jesus. Now, if a farmer plants a tree and the tree is not bearing, and the farmer knows that the tree must bear after three years, after one and a half years, he said, I'm cutting it down. The farmer loses. So he was using the farmer as the third condition of enduring for us to understand that in order for you to prevail, be patient. Please. You see, many people don't have this characteristic. And because, of course, I am wrapping up, I won't go much into it. But the next time I catch you, I'll talk about it. Because there are many things that I have to tell you about, <laughs> about patience. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But I want to say it so that you appreciate it. But now the way you are tired, if I say the revelations, you will even see it. So I will relegate it to another time. But I'm mentioning it because the next time we start, I'll be talking about these three things in details. But I want you to go and read it. How many of you will read the tale of three kings before we meet? Yeah. The tale of... Huh? You read it? Oh, you read it. God bless you. You, you saw the book, eh? Get it and read it and share with somebody. Okay? A tale of what? Uh-huh. Is that what? <laughs> now, please listen. The final thing I'm saying about the hardworking farmer is that he understands that no matter how hard he works, nothing works without the rain. Yeah. That is where I'm ending. Please listen. The good farmer, Michelle, knows that no matter how hard he works, there will not be productivity without the rain. And the rain is fellowship with the Holy Spirit. No matter how skillful you are, if the Holy Spirit doesn't mix up with you, one of the, first, uh, one of the new people that came today, um, Ketzi of Jada, he was in my office. He said, man, I've not been in church for so long a time. But when you spoke about the sugar and the salt, I said, man, boy, oh boy, that is why I am lost. <laughs> yeah. He said, I'm going to be in the house of God. Now I'm going to stay here because I got to be mixed with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. He was just I said, oh, yeah. Hallelujah. Say well done. Hallelujah. I'm saying it, girl. <laughs> Hallelujah. Said the way you make that and then all that, 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 that. He said, I saw why I'm not being productive. Yeah. Said, I just want to come home. Said, I've not been in church for a very long time. Very, very long time. Hallelujah. And I told him, I said, go and bring your grandfather and your grandmother and everybody around you. <laughs> bring everybody. I told him, don't be alone. Otherwise, they will take you back into the world. Yeah. You alone, you want to escape. The devil will use them to bring you back. Call it the spirit of the crab. When you put crabs in a bowl and one want to go up, the rest will be trying to bring it down. So I said, don't escape. Go and bring them. Tell them, let's go and see. And when they come and then they see the mixture of the, of the sugar and the salt. Maybe it will not be a mixture of sugar and salt. It may be chocolate and the milk. 
at that time, they will also understand and they will join you. It was a beautiful session that we had over there. Please understand that without the rain, your hard work will never amount to anything because productivity does not only depend on your strength. It depends on the flow of the rain. It depends on the flow of the rain. And the church say, Amen. And when he had finished, he closed the book and handed it over and said, This day is the word come to pass. The Lord bless you. The Lord increase you. The Lord advance you. I want to personally say a very big thank you to each and every one of you. You have no idea what you are doing. But one day, mark my words, you will know. And your harvest will never be cut off. I want to make a very quick announcement. Madam Marshall, please, you want to come? Can you just come? Yes. Now, uh, there were some things that we were doing. No, Mother Marshall. And then First Lady, please come. There are some things that we were doing in the pipeline. And um, I tasked Mother Marshall to handle it under the auspices of First Lady. And uh, what is it? And uh, do I talk or I let you talk? I should talk. And I want you to stretch your hand and then say, God bless you, Mother Marshall. Yeah. So we decided that we want to start a daycare that is recognized by the state, not just an internal daycare, something that the state will license us, will recognize it. And then, um, so we decided, I decided that as I was praying, I decided that Madam Marshall should spearhead it um, under the auspices of First Lady. And so, the day from the day I gave her the task, she never God bless you. Yeah. I was so touched. She never rested. She would do all the inquiries, then she would send me emails with all the folders and everything. Sometimes I ask myself, how was she able to do it? She will call the state agencies, do this. You must have a mother marshal in your life. I tell you the truth. They will, huh? Huh? Point number 10. <laughs> have Mother Marshall in your life. You know, there are some people when you give them assignment, you have to go back. Have you done it? Say that, oh, you just reminded me. But there are some people when you dare give them assignment, they will push you onto you yourself. You regret giving them the assignment. And you need such people around you. I tell you. So, Madam Marshall will be pushing it. She will do this. She will call me. We have a meeting at 10. Can you make it? I said, who am I to say no to Madam Marshall? Then immediately I said, we will do it. They will be here. <laughs> the last state inspectors that came, came when, when, did they, when did she come? That was on, was it on Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah, last week, right? But when, Wednesday. Yeah, I think it was Wednesday. It was Wednesday. And then we met with her. And then she was so impressed. So, the good news is that we have qualified. Yeah. And so, they will be giving us license. And then, we will be starting a real daycare with a curriculum here. And it will be from Monday to Friday. 
and it will be open unto everybody starting with holy hill chapel babies and please listen the good thing about it is that we applied for a state where we will be a recognized institution for the state to give so the state will give us the recognition so that every parent that brings a child that qualifies the state will pay part of the children's yeah for them right and then the parents will pay now it's not every institution that has that the state has to recognize you before they do that and that is one of the things that is just about to happen and they said that when we start then we can apply for that one right so i want madame Marsha. she doesn't like speech she's as shy as me so i want her to say just three things that she wants to say and then so i want you to be on the watch out for it because this is not just going to be a daycare it will grow into a school you watch it it's an honor to work under papa nikki and you can't say no to him right so you do all that you can and you do your very best because he does his very best and one of the things if you look at the world and see the signs of the times someday we're going to have to separate our children from what they're teaching and so the daycare to me is just a seed of what is coming so it I, i'm excited about it when I was a young mother, I wanted my child in a safe place. And I believe that this is a safe place. Wow. That is a whole sermon. Hallelujah. And we thank God for this. As this is coming up, it will be a blessing to the mother's parents. Let me say parents. It will be a blessing such that as you put your children here, if we have evening services, you just come in and then you continue. So I know it's a step in the right direction. Amen. And we have the capacity to take from a start 45 students. So I want you to start registering your name with Mother Marshall, with First Lady, or with Minister Amy. Amy, let me see your hand. Yeah. Uh, we will the, the, the team will decide the time and everything. Amen. But it will come in. Amen. And then you can come with your food and all that. Hallelujah. And I can promise you, it will be Holy Ghost filled. And we will follow the curriculum of God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Your children will be blessed. They will be healed here. Amen. Yeah. God bless you. God bless you, Mother Marshall. Yeah, God bless you. Anybody with any question before we share the grace? Amen. God richly, yes, ma'am. Yeah. Oh, grab her microphone. Then let's finish. I thought that thing you have stopped though. Uh, because the last Copa session, she didn't say it. So, ah, uh, okay. Please give her a microphone. Uh -huh. On behalf of all Copa and extended Copa members and all our children. We want to say thank you so Amen. much, Papa. And thank you so much, Mommy. I love what Mother Marshall said that it's an honor to serve under mm. you. And when you give us something, we do our best Amen. because you do your best. Amen. Thank you for pouring into us. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for being someone in our lives. Mm. 
saying that I choose to see the good in you and not the face value. And sometimes overlooking us some wayness and directing us in the right path. Sometimes bringing us with the rod and the staff. Mm. But we know it is good for Very us. Very important. Yes. <laughs> you said something. Some people are still becoming sheep from goats. <laughs> At the beginning of the, this copal session, you said that as a leader, some things may be hard, but it is needed for growth. And we thank you so much for pushing us. I especially want to thank you for the last Friday night of supernatural encounter it is never a dull moment and i know that in as much as god is willing to pour out his spirit and his presence then there must be a man and thank you for the the sacrifices you said today that many people pray holy spirit reveal yourself or come but many of us don't have the uh, protocols to host his presence but we've seen the protocols manifest in your life. By the way you do your things with excellence, mommy. The way you, you operate in excellence and honor and dig dignity and integrity. And it is showing forth in everything that happens in this ministry. We are so excited to see the magazine, the first of many. And some of us are uh, being exposed because of these things that are happening in the house. We are so excited for what the Lord is about to do. I want to believe that me and my house and all of Kopal, we will be like Jonathan's to you and mommy. And we will be like children that will uphold your hands. Like the, the, the men that uphold the hands of Moses. So that the battle will be won. The victory will be won indeed. So, thank you. And God bless you. We are fruits of your labor. And we are the living epistles of your work. Amen. Wow. That is... That is very, very powerful. This morning when we're having worship, I cried. So I've cried for the day. Like otherwise, like I will cry. Amen. Mr. Maxwell, give him a microphone. <laughs> give him the microphone. <laughs> I love Copa. <laughs> yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Papa. On Hello. behalf of all the members, all the Copa members. We... <laughs> Hello, Papa. Hello. Um, on behalf of all the Copa members, uh, we really do thank you and appreciate you. Your presence here has enriched our lives a lot. Uh, some of us, we, we never have this opportunity, but. Mm. Step in the right direction. So, thank you so much. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's celebrate Apostle Maxwell. God bless you. They said they had never heard your voice in a microphone. Today they have. God bless you. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord favor you. Thank you for believing in what God is doing. Your time here is never wasted. And I pray from the bottom of my heart 
May God bless you. May God increase you. May God favor you. May God honor you. May God put substance in your hands. May God surprise you with surprises. All through the year 2024, may you be surprised every month. I am expecting nothing less than 12 mighty surprises from now. Let there even be a recovery surprise from January. May you have nothing but 12, not less than 12 surprises. I pray that God will preserve your family. You're going out to be blessed. You're coming in will be blessed. And the Lord will favor you. Let any issue be turned into a tissue. And be free in life. And enjoy the blessings of God. In Jesus' blessed and mighty name. Somebody say me a believing. Amen. Amen. Let's share the grace of God together. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. The fellowship of the Holy Spirit. Be with us now and forevermore. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives. And we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Let's take our prophetic declaration with long life, full of prosperity and sound health. Shall you satisfy me and my household all the days of our lives? Amen. Elpishina, you have to make a disclaimer which we will put in front of all our copal sessions that this is strictly for leaders so that somebody will hear and then they will know that it is for leaders. Do you understand? Yeah, so if anybody goes on our podcast, especially for the copal sessions that will be recorded there, there must be a disclaimer that this one is purely for leaders for the enrichment and enhancement of the leader to become an effective leader in the Lord. So that, because some of the things that we say are hard things. So that if you are listening 